0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to Cottage Tech episode. Bruce, you ready for this? 22. Holy
1: oh, jeez, that's almost as old as I am, Cliff.
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, pretty We're going to catch this, up there. Yeah, pretty soon this podcast is going to be old enough to drink with us. <laughs>
1: And, and, and we will talk about the beer we have uh, a little later in the, in the program because this is uh, outstanding and extremely humorous. Oh, do we have
0: to wait? Because, man, this is special. You're,
1: you're going to have to wait. We're, oh, man. We'll talk about this later. Hey, it's, I, I have to say it is great to be back with you, Cliff. It's been too long. It's got to be at least three months since we recorded. Uh, apologies to everybody out there. It's just life gets in the way. I have been up a few times through the winter, and uh, we've had tons of snow up here.
0: It's been a long, hard winter up here this this year.
1: Yeah, Cliff got up uh, this weekend before me. Uh, problems with the cottage. He walked in. There was a flood in the back hall.
0: Ice dam on the roof. Damn ice. A damn ice. I had to shovel the roof, dude. I know. I'm hey, glad you did. Not me. Remember how steep that roof was in the summer? Hey, I don't forget.
1: I don't like heights. I don't you like it up there, even though I even though I go up there when I have to. I don't like it.
0: You know something? I think it's steeper in the winter.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It's a little slipperier, that's for sure.
0: I don't know how that works, but I think it, slip, I think it got steeper in the winter because, man, it wasn't, that was not fun. But, hey, I got the ice dam off, and uh, we're not leaking in the back hall anymore. Well, I so appreciate a, that.
1: Right. When, we, when we walked in, it was dry. I took my boots off, stepped down on my socks, and got a sock full. But uh, still, it, you know, it wasn't ankle deep or anything. So do appreciate what you did for us.
0: Hey, no problem. But, uh, you know, hey, you know, I mean, I got to do that, but I got some bad news for you. Yeah. Um, I think the generator's got to go in and get fixed.
1: No, no Cliff.
0: No, no, it's good, no, it's, I was up, with Karen and I were up here the other weekend with some friends, and the power was out, and uh, I must have spent three, four hours trying to get that damn generator to start, and it wouldn't even spark. Cliff, I know it's not bad gas, I don't know whether it's a carb kit it needs or what, but... Cliff,
1: Cliff that was that was four weeks ago.
0: Yeah, I know, and it won't start. Yeah, but I've uh, been up since then. Yeah, so, you've had power.
1: Yeah, well, I was also up with a whole group of people, we had uh, about ten people coming up for New Year's Eve, and you were up before that. And we once again up here, thanks to Ontario Hydro, and wind storms and trees falling on power lines, uh, and actually Ontario Hydro responded extremely quickly, quickly considering. But we had no power. Well, until uh, I got the generator going, of
0: course. Um, being
1: the being the technical side of this team, um, <laughs> maybe not normally. But,
0: okay, Bruce, the generator's broken; won't start.
1: Uh, you go out and crank that handle. You pull that cord. That thing hums like a kitten, Cliff.
0: Bruce, I pulled and beat on that bad boy for at least three or four hours to try and get it started, and it would not even spark and cough a, cup, pu- cough a puff of gas out the exhaust. Level you know what? How
1: many beers did you have before you tried that, Cliff?
0: Um, I can't remember.
1: You probably didn't have enough because I had about three, and I went out there and got the sucker going. Actually, I, I, have to, uh, I have to give Cliff some credit. He did spend three hours when he was up with friends who were city folk uh, well,
0: and without fun. power.
1: And well, you were the whole weekend without power, right?
0: Um, the better part of it, yeah. yeah. Saturday Saturday af- Saturday afternoon, the power went out, and all day Sunday it was still out.
1: So he tried literally for three hours. Uh, they came home early because they had no power. The problem here we've talked about before is when you lose power, you can't flush the toilets, which is a, ma- a major problem. Uh, it's not that you can't flush them; it's just that the you know all that good stuff goes into a tiny holding tank in the crawl space. It then gets pumped up by electric motor up into the septic field. Of course, if you don't have electricity, that little holding tank gets full pretty fast. Yeah, we've and talked about uh, the shit
0: pump. In fact, there's a, there's a picture of the shit pump on the website.
1: Yeah, so, you know, you lose power, you lose the toilets, you kind of lose the uh, the comforts of living, so you go home.
0: Yeah, would that be However, uh, shit out of luck?
1: I came up here on the long weekend. I was having 10 people up, and the women coming up were definitely, uh, a few of them, city folk, not into the outhouse thing. And uh, I looked at the options, and what was the highest probability getting something fixed? Yeah, I don't have an outhouse, but my neighbors do. However, there are a couple of single guys, and the outhouse is really disgusting.
0: Yeah, but they just painted it, didn't they?
1: Well, yeah, that's the outside, but the inside was really disgusting. So, you know, I had a, I had a couple of possibilities here. One was to actually sanitize their outhouse and make it presentable for the women if they'd even go over there and use it. And I decided the probability of getting the outhouse working was higher than getting the generator working. The other option was to try and get power in from somewhere else. Now, my neighbor has a generator. So there's a possibility of stringing a, a cable from his place. It's about two to 300 feet.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's not your neighbor, Bruce. It's your neighbor's neighbor.
1: Yeah, well, actually, my neighbor's neighbor, yeah. And, uh, of course, one of the other neighbors down the road, Lightning Mike, said, it'll never work. The voltage drop across the line will be too big. Of course, it turned out he was right, but, you know, who am I to trust people who know things? So the first thing I did was I worked my ass off. I, I shoveled a, a path through the woods to my neighbor's outhouse. Uh, they have a nice piece of pink insulation on the, instead of a toilet seat to keep your bum warm because it's warmer. And uh, you, like you just really didn't even want to look at it, let alone touch it. So I threw that out. I got a new piece of insulation, cut a new hole in it, mounted it. I uh, I didn't mount it. I, mean, I mounted it on the seat. Okay.
0: Ne- ne- <laughs> never say you cut a hole in okay, e- something. Excuse me. It, we'll right? have a beer
1: here and recover. Mm. I took in a a bucket of warm water, which wasn't very warm by the time I got through the woods to the outhouse, with full of bleach and sponged the whole place down, cleaned it out so the women would go in there. And uh, then once I was satisfied that I had that working, which, you know, was highest probability, and yeah, I succeeded. I then headed over to the neighbors and asked them if I might be able to try and tap into their power. And he, fortunately, had some very long extension cords, about 100 feet each. So we got three of those together, strung them across, went into my crawl space, went across 40 feet of my cottage, plugged in the pump, and it went... And it just would not work.
0: That would be there what the electrical engineered kind of dudes call voltage drop over an extended line. Yeah, which,
1: you know, we expected, but I was hoping. My fingers are crossed. Now, when I... You could have
0: taken the pump closer to the other guy's cottage.
1: Well, I couldn't, but when I plugged in, took off the last 100 feet of extension cord and plugged into the sump pump at, you know, the close end of the cottage, it did have enough power to run the pump. But it didn't have enough power to run uh, the stuff at the other end. So, well, so plan two failed. So the third plan... And I, I had the backup working right. I had the outhouse was to actually get the generator going. Now, not being a technical person, I mean, what were the odds? I mean, the odds are zero that I could get a generator going after Cliff tried and failed.
0: I spent hours on it, dude. There's no way. It's, uh, it's, exactly. I mean, it's that's go back why get fixed. that's
1: why I left it for the end. I mean, it was ridiculous. So I went out. I emptied the gas. I put in fresh gas. Uh, I went to change the spark plug, and. When I went down to get the spark plug tools, lo and behold, they weren't in the case, but were spread out all over. First hint, Cliff had already tried this. Yeah. So I figured, I'm not going to repeat work. I'm going to go up and give Cliff a call and see what he's done and tried. Uh, because, yeah, I yanked on it. I tried this. I tried that. I did the choke. Not the choke. Couldn't get going. So I called Cliff, and we talked about it. And then Cliff had an absolutely brilliant idea. He had made an assumption. The wrong one, of course.
0: Well, yeah. Um... I, it was the, it was okay let's let's get right down. To it. We know what the problem was. It was the oil switch. Absolutely. And I tested the oil switch. I did it whatever and what any any good tech would do. I got my I, I checked for oil in, in in the in the engine cuz I said if there's no oil it won't start. It had oil. So of course I got the old meter out and I ohmed out. Okay, that's okay. Don't let's not lose everybody. You don't need propeller beanies on right now. This is a basic one, but we ohmed, I ohmed out the switch and the switch looked like it was working okay. So I assumed it was working. And the
1: issue here, uh, well, well, first let's step back. When you, you you drive your car, you've got an oil gauge in the car. The oil gauge doesn't actually measure how much oil is in the car. It's not like a gas gauge. It measures the pressure. And the problem with that is if you run out of oil, the pressure could still be up. And to a certain degree, and, and then the motor will seize and you have to replace the engine. And I don't know why they don't have an oil gauge that measures the depth of the, oil, but, the volume, but it doesn't. However, this generator actually has a switch which senses the oil level. So if the oil gets too low where the, it could seize the engine, it will turn the generator off. Now, Cliff made an assumption in terms of whether that switch should be open or closed. He made the wrong assumption.
0: It was closed, man, and it was oil in there. So
1: I just uh, checked the oil. Of course, it was good. And then, having discussed it with Cliff, and so I give him all the credit, most of the credit, uh, went and disconnected the switch, took it out of the circuit, and son of a gun. First crank, that puppy hummed, and I had power.
0: Okay, you win. If I had not had City Folk here and had probably seven or eight fewer beers... I think I might and a, and a week to think about it and sleep on it. I might have figured that out for myself.
1: But well, I can't believe I cleaned up that whole disgusting outhouse for nothing. To say so, nothing of shoveling my way through the forest to it.
0: So okay, I gotta put up with you razzing me about missing out on the oil switch, but hey, look on the bright side. At least I got you to clean out the neighbor's outhouse.
1: Ha <laughs> ha. Hey, it's very rare that I actually can repair something on a technical basis that Cliff can't or didn't. So yeah, you know, I I'd take every moment of glory here. Absolutely, and Cliff, thank you, because <laughs> hey, hey, full- you know what? I don't know if we have a turkey of the day today or not, Cliff, but I'm going to put you up for the nomination. Uh,
0: I'm going to run a tough campaign, <laughs> and I'm going to see what I can do, but I don't know if so, i got a funny phone so on So three made, you know,
1: hours of testing and pulling and yanking that, that chain, Cliff, and you can get that generator going. I, I went out. out. I went out there in less than half an hour. I had that puppy humming. And let me tell you, I feel pretty damn proud
0: okay, I'll give you that one, dude. Hey, look on the bright side at least he didn't do like uh like like ball down the, down the road that had a, a professional electrician come in and wire his cottage up with an emergency generator fix it runs on propane and the whole other nine yards hey and his
1: thing it's it's one of those a couple of them on the road uh, three people have them on the road where when you uh, when the power goes off it it automatically switches over to the that uh in-house system, as you will. The propane cranks up. The generator starts. You got power, right? It's perfect. Yeah, slick system. So hey.
0: apparently he was up that weekend too, right?
1: uh Actually, not.
0: Was he, was he up after the, the following weekend, or?
1: Yeah. Well, he was up, but the power wasn't.
0: Oh, it was one of those.
1: Yeah, his expensive, great system just—you know—it didn't quite work. And and the irony was, I got mine going. So there he was. He had a fireplace on it. It was a nice warm cottage, uh, which doesn't help keep the fridge cold. So the beer was kind of warm, but yeah, I drank it anyway. Uh, but yeah, he, uh, he had this great system, and uh, no, unfortunately, uh, he, he was out of power the whole weekend, even more than I was.
0: So how come the system didn't work? Cause, I mean, like, those things are supposed to be bulletproof. He had a, a professional come in and install it and everything else.
1: Well, the problem is, professionals, Cliff, is they're human. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, and Human Error is, you know, it's it's out there. And although it's been down since July, if you can believe it, and this was now New Year's Eve, so six months, Ah, the professional forgot to order the part. Uh-oh. And uh, And when he did, it's coming out of the States, and the delivery time is, well, we're still not sure what the delivery time is on this part. So, you know, unfortunately, he was up there sitting in the dark as well. For so, you know, sometimes it's just not worth getting that expensive stuff because, hey, all you got to do is uh, is test the uh, oil switch and take it out of the circuit.
0: Hey, that'll teach him to hire a professional electrician rather than do it the cottage tech way and just backfeed the cottage. Hey,
1: next time he'll uh, he'll give me a call.
0: There you go. Hey, maybe we should go down and fix a generator for him.
1: Hey, you know, we should probably take this opportunity to talk a little bit about generators and cottages and backup and stuff. Just go a little more because people... Today, you're a little concerned with the the oil and the power outages, and the you know everything that's going on. We've had some major blackouts over the last ten years, and when you've got generators, particularly at cottages where you're in rural areas, where you do lose the power more, there are a couple different ways to hook in. And I guess the legal way uh, is the right way. It's the one we talked about with systems that automatically switch over. Uh, and when you look at generators too, there just a couple of things to consider when you're putting them in. They are really noisy and really stinky. So you really do want to position them away from your cottage to a certain degree and away from the neighbors. At the same time, you obviously can't run the power a long distance the cables. So there's a bit of a, a compromise of where you place them. And when you're working them, a couple of things to consider as well. Remember, you've got you've got gasoline sitting in those things and you need to put in or you should put in the
0: uh, fuel stabilizer fuel
1: stabilizer thank you cliff because over time you don't use them that often and then the fuel starts to go comes up the spark plugs etc so make sure you got fuel stabilizer in them and even then change your change the gasoline take it out siphon it out whatever you know every 12 18 months and replace
0: yeah use it for a liquid bonfire
1: yeah, a couple other things, Cliff. One thing I, I still haven't figured out, because uh, I thought I had to have this thing plugged in, but it worked better when I took it out. Uh, we're feeding both sides of the power panel. Yeah, to we're, get running the full
0: we're running 220 volts off that generator. Right, you know,
1: which is what comes in off the mains. But there's this little, I mean, just a regular plug that sits in the back. Yep. And I, I really don't understand what that thing's for, when I should have it in or out. And as I think you told me to have it in, but I... It worked better when I took it out, so I don't know, I'm confused.
0: Well, actually, you got to have it in, and okay, um, this may be time to put the propeller beanie on, and for, for, for all those those non-techies, you may want to go get yourself a beer, um, but uh, let me explain what that does. That What that does is that binds the neutral to the uh, to the ground. Uh, for people that understand and know about uh, electric, uh, especially the uh, residential AC electrical that comes into a, into a house, uh, you have... Uh, technically four wires that come into the building. You have two wires that have 120 volts on each one and of course you have the ground wire which makes everything safe. And the other wire you have, which if you ever look at the wire is the one that's colored white, is what's called the neutral. Uh, well the neutral is kind of the, re- the return line for the AC voltage but that should be bound should be tied to the ground so that it, it could, if it's not, what happens is you get what's referred to as a floating neutral. And what it does is it causes voltage fluctuations and all kinds of weird things happen. So that neutral is normally at the transformer out on the pole. Um, in the case of your residential electricity, uh, is 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 tied to the ground. Uh, so if you check continuity between the ground and the neutral, the same thing. And then when you w- and with the two 120 volt lines coming in, if you want 110 volts, um, you go from the 110 volt line. Uh, wire to the neutral and you get 110 if you want 220 you go between the 210 volt wires and you get 220 volts and that's how the uh, residential electric wiring works what that plug does is because we're not connecting to the transformer out on the pole uh, we need to tie the neutral to the ground at the generator and that's what that little plug is for it's just basically a wire that goes from from the neutral spade on on one of the outlets to the ground pin
1: okay wake up bruce (laughs) <laughs> so cliff uh should it be plugged in or plugged out? <laughs>
0: it should be plugged in
1: okay all right uh the only other things to uh to note on the generator is there are breakers on the generator, and my daughter ran into this when she had some friends up where uh, they didn't have the whole thing going, and then they realized as well there are some breakers, and if they do pop on the generator, you got to push them in there's one for each side of the of the main each side of the one fifteen volts so if you uh if you're not getting the full power, go check the generator and see if, if one of those has popped out and you have to reset the breaker. The other thing to remember is, uh, and this is where the automated systems come in, is that if you are feeding gener- power into a cottage, like don't muck around and do this yourself because if there's guys working on the mains, you are actually feeding power out into the power lines. Actually, and, you could, and you could do some damage there. So you've got to make sure that the system is set up such that when you are generating power into your cottage the main breaker on your panel is is open. In, in other words, there is not a path from your cottage to the main lines.
0: That's a real good point, Bruce, as much as we joke around all the time about what we do up here at Cottage Tech and the fact that we don't have a whole lot of respect for life and limb. You know I mean it's one thing if you smack your thumb with a hammer it's another thing if you accidentally nick your nick nick your thumb with a with a with a with a a handsaw with a, with a, uh, a hand saw with the door sand. cliff or oh we'll or talk a, about that well, later no 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 you didn't nick your thing finger with a door you actually took the end of it off that was and that was also in the city not the car so <laughs> that was a different thing but yeah when it comes to the process we use up at the cottage is one that's, that's, uh, that's commonly used by survivalists and other people that want a quick and dirty way to hook a generator in to run a building. And it's what's referred to as backfeeding the power grid in the cottage. Basically, we have a big plug, and uh, we take the 220 coming out of the generator, we plug it into that big plug, and it powers all the, uh, it powers the electrical panel in the cottage. The problem with doing it that way is that it also powers the wire going out of the cottage to the power grid. And if some poor hydro worker somewhere on the line is assuming, well, the power is is broken up the line so it's safe to work down here, and he happens to be working on wires that he thinks are dead, and I fire up the generator, uh, I could electrocute the poor guy. So whenever, make sure that if, if you're going to hook up a backfeed system to, to do a cottage that way uh, or any building that way, if you're ever going to use the backfeed uh, process to feed a generator into a building, always make sure you shut off the mains and absolutely be sure that the mains are turned off uh, before connecting and firing up that generator to run the building. Otherwise, you could electrocute some poor hydro worker that's working down the lines. Uh, but hey, other than that, you know, <laughs> backfeeding, not only does it work, but we're not waiting for parts. <laughs> okay except maybe so, an oil switch
1: okay so we got a couple of things to wrap up here before we uh, close off cliff one is uh gee, we, as, as unusual as this is we haven't talked about beer and <laughs> I, I, you know what i think we should have in addition to turkey of the day we should start instituting beer of the day but we we can talk about that later so we do have a beer here that uh, you brought down which actually i'm enjoying uh it's, it's very nice but there's a huge amount of humor attached to this
0: beer, and I, I got I got to dedicate this one to my buddy in Montreal, who's also a Bruce. Now that may too be too complicated, so we may have to call you Bruce.
1: Oh, and I'll call you Bruce,
0: or him Bruce. <laughs> I think we're gonna. I, I think we're gonna end up with a room full of Bruces. So, uh, so Bruce. Yes. Oh, that's way too complicated. We'll have to call you Bruce. <laughs> so what's this one what's, called, Bruce? What, what
1: is it, Bruce? Um, uh, you want to go with it or me?
0: You go for it, dude.
1: Okay, This uh, Cliff brought this down. I, I just love this. Both of us are, are Monty Python fans from way back in the 70s. Yeah,
0: but Bruce, Monty Python isn't a brewery. And,
1: and all I can say is, you know, Cliff, this is one of those, why didn't we think of this? <laughs> this is just classic. This is out of the U.K., and it is, of uh, course... Monty Python's Holy Grail with a big X through the GR, so you get Holy Ale. And uh, within the O of the Holy, there's a picture of the of the Grail. So the Holy Grail or Ale. <laughs> and underneath it says, tempered over burning witches.
0: <laughs> and you know something? Yeah. I think those burning witches add to the flavor. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's, it's there's, wonderful. There's, there's, a, there's a certain hoppiness. Yep. There's a bit of a sweetness to it. But there's definitely a smoky sort of overtone. Mm. And I think it's the Burning Witches. Well, you all
1: in the brewing process and that, that Hubble Bubble toil and trouble? I think that just really and adds you to know,
0: it. Hey, Budweiser uses oak fires, um, the, those silver, whatever they are. God knows what they blew it over. That's, that's the. Hey, maybe that's where the outhouse came in. Oh, anyway. <laughs> um, Uh, but this stuff hey tempered over burning witches man I think they got the secret recipe dude
1: and you know what it's it's not only is it uh, as the label says it's official (laughs) but not only is it uh, you know catchy and fun and humorous it's actually quite good beer I'm really enjoying this and it is brewed by the Black Sheep Brewery and I don't know if this is intended or not but I mean of course we all know Harold the Flying Sheep Uh, but the Black Sheep Brewery, and I'm probably pronouncing this wrong, but in Masham, Yorkshire, England. So, you know, if you have the opportunity, uh, definitely pick up the Holy Grail or Holy Ale, tempered over burning witches, and enjoy yourself a fantastic brew. I and think
0: this needs more research. In fact, I think I'm going to go out to www.blacksheep.co.uk on the interweb.
1: Well, you do your research the techie way, and I'll do some more research and drink another bottle.
0: Dan, you're one ahead of me. How do mm. you keep doing that?
1: Ah, just an appetite for learning. Or maybe I should say a thirst for learning.
0: <sighs> you got to love that funny python. Holy ale.
1: Okay, let's wrap up with the turkey yeah, of the day. Go, we we have wild turkeys here, up, up here in cottage country. As you know, uh, these were introduced a few years ago, and they're they're multiplying like crazy. So the wild turkey of the day, as you know, I had suggested Cliff, uh, with the generator situation, but but Cliff brought up another situation, because Cliff and I really aren't professionals, and one would think that a professional would do a better job than us. So, you know what, Cliff? Not I th- o-
0: Bruce, not only are we not professionals, but we don't even play them on TV.
1: I'll tell you. I don't play anything on TV. <laughs> don't, re- don't do anything visual. I might get in trouble. Bad enough, I'm taking risks here on audio.
0: <laughs> audio is so easy to edit. <laughs>
1: So you had mentioned uh, Paul's contractor who, is, uh, who has had this system installed since last July. And the guy still, I think he's finally ordered parts. Maybe, maybe not. We can't be too sure, but they haven't arrived six months later. Guy's up here in the winter, still has no backup power. So I, would you be offended, Cliff, if I took the title away from you today and, and awarded it to uh, Paul's contractor, You know, the local guy who uh, s- cannot... S- as seem much to order as I report? work
0: hard for it, I think in this case, I think maybe I'm I'm, I'm willing to step aside.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, in that case, Paul's contractor—no names mentioned—you are the official wild turkey, turkey wild of the, turkey of of the day. week, or oh, the week, <laughs> or of the day. <laughs> we got to get this act together. Well,
0: so, so I guess I could, maybe I could be wild turkey tomorrow.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Hey, dude, we got one other bit of business.
1: Hey, wait, we do.
0: Tool tool of the week tool of the day.
1: Oh, the tool of the day. As You've a, got to as, come up with one. Yeah, the, the, the practical tool of the day as opposed to the turkey tool of the day.
0: Could be the multimeter. I use that to meter out the oil switch on the generator and fi- and, and not fix it.
1: Yeah, well, that only works, you know, that's only as good as the operator, right? <laughs> we know that didn't work.
0: Yeah, maybe I should learn how to use one of them damn things. I don't know. What do you think, dude? What do you think the tool of the day ought to be?
1: Well, I'll tell you, when I was up here and had those young ladies coming down and, uh, and I was able to what 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 to, what? to avoid what, what? their usage of what? the outhouse at new year's
0: what? you you had honeys at the cottage, yeah,
1: well, relatively young, oh man, and uh the only thing that saved them actually got a couple of them down and saved the others from using that outhouse was the generator, so in spite of the incompetence of you know paul's contractor and and my best friend at at getting some of these tools to actually work,
0: hey, I used the multimeter,
1: I think you know the tool of the day. was was saving the New Year's Eve of 2008, uh, getting the women down so we could actually party and be 52 the night away. So, to me, there's no question. The generator is the tool of the day.
0: Absolutely, dude. Hey, does this mean the generator doesn't have to go back to be fixed?
1: You know what? As a matter of fact, there's another story there. We'll bring this up another time. Um, But... uh, there's there's another story about taking the generator in. Not so the snowblower. We'll, we'll save that another day. Oh, that's for a different day. Okay. And, uh, yes, absolutely. The generator does not have to go in the city and be fixed now.
0: Hey, my, uh, my Monty Python Holy Grail is just about empty. I think i got to go get a new one. What do you think, dude? Should we go get another beer?
1: Uh, I I just think it's about that
0: time. Awesome. Hey, <laughs> dude, we're out of here. Okay. Catch uh, you later. Take care. Bye. There we go. Another episode in the bag. Episode 22 this time. Hey, we're getting on there. Boy, a bit of a surprise came in, in the back hall on the way up this weekend to, uh, to find water pouring in from the ceiling and uh, the back hall kind of on the flooded side. Luckily, it was just an ice dam up on the roof uh, causing the water to pour into the skylight. So once we got the ice dam cleared up and um, got things melting up there, uh, luckily everything stopped. So, so we're okay for now. Um, let's see what else happened this time. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, I'm going to have to hang my, sh- hang my head in shame on this one. Bruce actually fixed the generator when I couldn't, uh, of course. He, he got the neighbor's outhouse all dug out and, uh, and, and cleaned up and shoveled a path all the way to it and even replaced the, uh, the, as we say, the ass gasket in the outhouse just so all those city girls would, uh, would be nice and comfy cozy um, uh, in, the, in the neighbor's biffy, of course. And he got the generator fixed and then good old Ontario Hydro actually fixed things on a timely basis. So, uh, so it turned out he didn't have a bad weekend after all. So, of course, the tool of the day obviously was a generator because it's uh, it saved his weekend. Unfortunately, it didn't save mine, but it saved his, and he had all the honeys coming up, so I guess that's important. And, of course, not all generators are the tools of the day. In fact, uh, Peter down the road, his uh, uh, his generator wasn't working at all, which is the, uh, uh, the turkey of the day. It's his electrician that installed the darn thing. Uh, always keep on guys when they got to order parts because you can't let them go. Um well, oh yeah, Monty Python's Holy Grail Ale. I'm gonna have to change my name to Bruce. Uh, that was good. Uh, hey, www.blacksheep.co.uk. That was a fun beer. Uh, we enjoyed that one. Uh, hey, as always, I want to say a special thanks to uh, Jeremiah Fleming of PodsafeAudio.com uh, for the intro and the outro music that uh, that he so graciously allows us to uh, uh, to use and uh, and and. Uh, uh, and actually associate with our with our media little thing. Uh, so special thanks, Jeremiah, for, uh, for for keeping on, keeping on, and uh, for putting out such good music. Uh, you can find a link to him on our website. Uh, you can find more of him on podsafeaudio.com uh, This one is just one of many that he does. Uh, does lots of nice stuff, so I like it. So anyway, that's it for episode 22. Uh, generators, beer, uh, floods in the back hall, the whole nine yards. Uh, had some fun. Looking forward to getting up again, to, uh, to do it all over again. So uh, please come back and uh, look for more. And by the way, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for listening. Hope you get to your cottage.